Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined as per usual by my good friends Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Richard and Michael, they often are opposed by sharing one opinion, and the other opinion is different than that opinion. And this week, they're going to discuss the Mount Rushmore of watching sports in a bar. Who chose this? Me, sort of. Oh, intrigue. Um, well, not that much. It really was, I, I, and Michael backed me up on this one. I think my original suggestion was just watching sports on, a, on TV. Yeah, I think you just said watching sports. Right. And I think it, 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 the implication was on TV or something. Yeah. And Michael came up with a good suggestion. Hey, let's, let's kind of make that a little more specific. Let's tweak it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let, let's talk about the, the specific social, action, environment, social of, environment of doing it at a bar. Cool. So, so yeah. Since you kind of thought it, Michael, you kind of start us. My first choice is when a sports bar transforms, or any bar, it doesn't have to be a sports bar, when a bar somehow becomes a specific team bar. Oh. And this, okay. might, this, might be a speci- this might be a very L.A. thing or a big city thing. Oh. I am thinking, you know, I often think of examples in our own life. And we have a good friend guess the podcast scott jones from our very first season and it seems every year he has a new bar that he goes to that is the kansas city chiefs yeah yeah sports bar in los angeles it used to be a place here up in the valley it's been a place over in la it's been all over the place but and now it's a place in kansas city and now it's a place. but there's something that happens and maybe it's just the transient nature of Los Angeles where a sports fandom can emerge, can congregate, and take over a bar. Whether that bar has any affiliation with a sports team or not. Like, if a Chicago... Like, this is where, this is where Chicago Bears fans go to watch football. And it's like... Yeah. It's one uh, thing if it's, like, Taste of Chicago. Sure. But it's another thing if it's just, like, a regular bar. It's, very, it's a very strange thing. And suddenly you're watching, you know, you're waking up and going to go watch some football or whatever, and then just, like, 75 Chiefs fans. Yeah. And you're just like, ooh, what? am I in the wrong place now? Yeah. It's very weird, and it, maybe it's very regional mm-hmm. because it's L.A. I think it's a very L.A. specific thing because we have so many transplants. Yeah. I don't think so he, many fans from who, of other teams. I don't think... Like, you, first, wouldn't, you wouldn't go to St. Louis and you'd be like, oh, where's the Dodgers bar? It's like, yeah. no, no. Every bar is a Cardinals, a Cardinals bar. bar. I, was just yeah. in, I was just in Portland to go to the Portland Timbers versus LAFC soccer game and every bar was a Timbers bar. Mm-hmm. Like, every bar in that city was covered with Timbers shit. Okay. There's, you weren't going to be able to watch another... Any other go there and be like, "Hey, could you throw on the Colorado Rapids?" No. <laughs> but it's a very it's a very interesting thing to go and try to enjoy sports and then just be overwhelmed by an yeah. entire fan base and just be like, "I I don't know what to do with that." Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A good buddy of mine. He actually he is from uh, Missouri, and his name is Jim Coughlin, and he was kind enough to uh, tell us a. Uh, a little bit of a tale about doing just what you did. And he went into a bar uh, to watch a Cardinals game, and it was a Rangers bar. So let's hear what Jim has to say. Okay, this is Jim Coughlin for the Mount Rushmore podcast. Uh, again, this is Jim Coughlin. And, um, you know, w- w- a favorite memory, though, of, of watching sports in a bar was going into a bar in North Hollywood, um, watching Game 6 of the 2011 World Series, the... Uh, most of the people, if they're rooting for either side, they're rooting for the 
Texas Rangers. And the Rangers were one pitch from winning the whole series. And the Cardinals came back. And then at the bottom of the uh, top of the 10th, the Rangers went ahead again. Bottom of the 10th, the uh, Cardinals tied it again. And then uh, bottom of the 11th, the uh, Rangers didn't do anything. And uh, bottom of the 11th, Cardinals won. That was it's, it's, it's kind of more fun to have your team win when you're surrounded by the enemy. Um, so that was a great experience and uh, highly recommend it. That experience sounds great if you don't want to get a whole pitcher of beer dumped over yeah. your head. <laughs> if you're okay with that, then go ahead and go to go to enemy territory. Yeah, very brave of, of Jim. Jim. You're a, you're a stones that, bigger than me. That is that is a very interesting point of view, though. If you were the type of person that is going to go into an enemy territory bar, knowing enemy territory, what bullshit? If you are, let's say, a Denver Broncos fan, and you go to a Chiefs bar to watch the Chiefs Broncos play. Like you're either looking for a fight or you're looking to prove something. There's something in. There's a certain mentality that is looking for conflict within that within that scene when you are when you know that's happening. This is not. I don't want to turn this to shit on Jim Hour here, but Jim, buddy, <laughs> listen. Clearly, you are more interested in watching other people suffer than enjoying. <laughs> your own excitement at this incredible game. Go with your people. Celebrate together. <laughs> Be where people are happy, not where you get to observe schadenfreude. Uh, a little uh, bar sports therapy or, uh, well, I guess, guidance. Guidance from Richard Manfredi. All right, Richard, what do you got? All right, so my first one. Uh, hey, Jeff? Yes, sir. I know it's NFL Sunday. Yeah. I know everyone's watching the game. Can I get NASCAR on the GTV here? <laughs> that guy. That guy. There's always the one guy, whether it's NFL Sunday, college football Saturday, no matter what the big occasion. Alternate sports guy. Alternate sports guy who has yeah. the one weirdo thing. And it's not usually me, even though I'm usually weirdo sports guy. But I know better. Yeah, that's I'm funny. not going to go into an NFL, a bar that's got 50 screens watching NFL games. And ask for the the, soc- the, the soccer best. game yeah, on yeah. one of them or something like that. Mm-hmm. I know it's just one TV, but chances are I'm the idiot who is stuck there viewing that TV because that's where I sat down two hours ago. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they change it to, like I said, golf. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, well, what just happened to the game? Oh, these guys wanted, well, you watch on one of the other ones. Well, that one's behind me. Now I got to turn around and I'm all cramped and twisted <laughs> around. and my, It's a mess. Okay. All I like right. I like that. I I think there is uh something interesting there too is I I think a lot of my thoughts for this were really driven by like um football, like especially NFL football. Same. And uh I think that's just the nature of it's especially sports bars. It's it's a once once a week thing you go in but but you know you, there are 16 games yeah. on, 15 games on. And I think that there's something that happens when you're Going to a sports bar to watch your team, mm-hmm. and it's on one TV, and you can't get a seat yeah. by oh. your TV. And yeah. I think that if the weirdo sports channel is taking up your two seat. or like two oh. TVs, and you're just like, God, I just want to watch the. I'm trying to think of the most obscure fan. I just want to watch a Jacksonville Jaguars game. 
Yeah. And you know you're, you know it's not going to be on regular TV. You don't have whatever sports package. Oh, got it. And you go in, you go to sports bar just to watch the Jaguars play, and then you see it on one TV, which is fun because this dovetails into my next okay. one, which is knowing when to arrive and leave. Oh. Yeah. There okay. is a timing for going to go watch sports. Sometimes if your team is just getting destroyed, you just leave. There is there's nothing worse than watching a game where your team is losing all the way to the end. The only thing that's happening is you're just sitting there waiting for the check. It's 34-10. There's seven and a half minutes left to go in the game. Get out. Get out. Get your check okay. and go because it is going to take forever for the check to come anyway. Yeah. And you're going to be miserable. And everyone else is going to try and leave at the end of the game. Yeah. So you're just like beating traffic. Yes. Same oh. thing with, with arriving to like a sports bar in particular is you got to get there at the right time. You can either get there too early and you've, you've been there for an hour and you're just like, you're two beers in already. And it's just strange. And you're just like, uh, I don't know. But sometimes you go to a place and you can't get a seat and you're just antsy and the game is starting and you're just like, I, I got to go watch my thing. And then you get your crappy breakfast and it's just, it's so strange. And you just got to, you got to work that timing. You got to figure it out, especially with like football. Uh, you know, Kevin Dudley, this is to your previous point. Kevin Dudley said last month I asked if they could put the golf championship, the PGA championship on TV, on CBS, and they turned it to the golf channel and walked away. And he watched a 10-minute infomercial before he realized that he'd been duped. Mm. Uh, and that peed the <laughs> heck out of him. Oh, and this, by the way, this dovetails into my next Okay. One. All right. Um, so my next, oh, by the way, Jeff. A lot of dovetailing this week. Can we, can we get the sound on? <laughs> on channel one, yeah. Uh, no, wait. yeah, bro, wait, bro. Yeah, sure. What? So the game's on channel eight forty-seven. Okay, wait. Okay, no, not on. not that. Okay, wait. There's always some, and not always, but I feel like again, being this is as someone who goes in to watch a lot of soccer games. Yeah. On TV instead of the football games. Yeah. So I'll go in on a random Tuesday night or whatever, trying to get them to figure out, especially if the game is on. Univision or something like that, where it's not one of the channels that they're used to, they have memorized. It's not like ESPN or Fox Sports or something like that. It's tiring. <laughs> it's really tiring trying to like sit there with the, the bartender who's doing their best. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, could you put it on Univision? Okay. Do you know what channel that is? No, I don't have cable, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Let me see if I can get the manager. And now you've just made his life. You've, you've added twice as much work to yeah. this poor schlub's and life. And while you're at it, can you make me a lychee martini? Yes. Dry. And, <laughs> yes, and also get me food and drinks yes. while you're doing yes. this, please. Yeah. There, that, there's always... And then if it's direct TV, half the time the signal kind of get You know, there's always that the, the danger of the signal getting choppy. Oh, okay. <laughs> getting screwed up. Yeah. And then, the whole bar, oh, like so it's the owner's fault. Uh, your peeve when you go out, should, should, should they know these esoteric things or it's no? It's not a peeve. It's just a thing. Okay. I would say okay. it's just... It's just it's your cross to bear. It's something that happens whenever... That uh-huh. will happen to me when I go to watch a soccer game yeah. particularly. Yeah, yeah, It's not really anyone's fault. Yeah. But collectively, we've gotten ourselves into this mess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And usually, I don't know how to get out of it. Yes. Yeah. I hate conflict, so 
uh, before we go to break, want to say that uh, our buddy um, uh, Paul Lurie said I watched WrestleMania 17 at a Hooters, and two guys kept mimicking the wrestlers' entrance poses. And then Ryan McNicholas says I'm a little upset that it was only two guys doing that. <laughs> and then Lurie says they did the dance for Rikishi. Rikishi. He was a big Samoan, uh, big Samoan guy. guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. He had a, he had a big butt. And he, he would, uh, to he would uh, shake his butt. He right on. Dance. Okay. Uh, that's where you go to Hooters for, seeing naked, near-naked guys dancing. That wasn't meant to be incendiary. Okay, uh, so we are at our halftime. And uh, speaking of naked guys dancing, that's something you can expect on the podcast every week. Uh, it's a podcast. So you won't see it, but that's what's happening. I mean, I'm naked right now. Richard's naked. Full, full, full. Full bear, Monty. Bear pickle. Um, and so you could go back into the, all the past episodes, the archive of the podcast, and I invite you to, uh, and listen to Naked Podcast from two, three years ago, where we are nakedly discussing all kinds of fun topics. Do us a favor when you do go back or e- even open up the podcast in anything, in your iTunes, in... No longer Stitcher, iTunes. No longer iTunes, iTunes. iTunes is going away. Oh, my God. We got to, so we, we got to, like, your podcast get, get in with the rebranding yeah. of Apple. Of Apple Podcasts. Uh, I, that Google? is infuriating. The, the, the app should just be called Podcast. I think the app on iOS is Podcast, right? I don't know. I th- the but, Mac has to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the fact that it's called Apple Podcast is like, yeah, you guys invented the word podcast, and it refers to your thing. Your iPod, yeah. Take, take ownership of it and just call the app Podcasts. Not I think it is. App. On the desktop. Let's on fight the, about this. Okay, okay. But subscribe. That's the most important thing. Subscribe. Do us the favor. Click that subscribe button. We'd appreciate it. Uh, and if you would share it, that would be even like double, triple good. Appreciate that a lot. We'd appreciate that a lot. Uh, join us out on the social sphere by going to our Facebook, going to our Twitter, going to Instagram, and suggesting a future podcast topic. Maybe let us know some suggestions, things we missed on previous topics. And just be our friend. We'd love to have you as part of the dialogue for the thing that we do here. And with that, we is back. We is back. And uh, I guess this is Michael Winfield's third choice. Uh, drinking beer at 10 a.m. and it not feeling weird. <laughs> there Wait, is what a, do you mean? There, Hold on. What the, do you mean? You I need to go to a sports bar. For do you that? take issue? Yes. You have to, yeah. Maybe maybe Richard does, but I I don't know if the last time I've cracked a beer before noon yeah. at home. At home, okay. Only at, an at home, but like once you when you're at a bar, man, everything is game on. You are there and you can yeah you can drink. It is like it's like the feeling of going to a barbecue. You're gonna eat whatever. Yeah. What do you want for breakfast? I don't know. They have this crappy breakfast burrito. You have to suffer through that to get yeah. to the hot wings. Mm-hmm. And you have to suffer. Like, everything is just like, you're going to eat everything and anything. Yeah. The kid's locked safely in the car. Let's do this. But just the idea of, like, drinking beer at 10 a.m., it's just, it's all okay. <laughs> and it's, again, this, for our East Coast listeners, maybe you don't experience this because for NFL games or general sports takes place later in the day. On the West Coast, things, it's like... This gets in the way of, I know all three of us are churchgoers. Yeah. This gets in the way of us going to church, oh, like yeah. that one episode of The Simpsons where yeah. Homer, where Homer uh, 
gets he gets in a fight with the pastor and Reverend Lovejoy and everybody and Marge is disappointed. But just the just the idea that it becomes okay the application of sports plus going to a bar yeah. it makes it okay. Makes it it is fun. not okay to go to a bar at ten o'clock in the morning and no sports are on. No. That is that is super weird. But you throw a little bit of golf on there, you throw a baseball <laughs> game, you throw you throw Very civil. You throw anything and just like well, then this is allowed. I mm-hmm. again, I will go back to my soccer fandom. World Cups that are held in this is interesting. Countries yes, halfway around the world. This is a great point. So you are either at the bar. I, I I remember the 2002 World Cup that was co-hosted by Japan and South Korea. All of the games were on like at two in the morning. So bars would like stay open late, but they couldn't serve alcohol. And I'm using air quotes here. They oh. couldn't serve no, alcohol. That's against the rules, sir. Yeah, they couldn't do that clearly. Um, so they'd stay open until like four in the morning for people to watch the games. Or the opposite one is I remember the uh, 2010, uh, the Landon Donovan against Algeria game. Mm. Um, that was on, I think it's seven in the morning or something like, something insane like that. And Tony's Darts Away had a special, you got a, a beer and a breakfast burrito to, wa- to watch the game with for 10 bucks. And again, it's just that idea of, I went to go get a beer and a breakfast burrito to watch the game. And then I went to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was bizarre. Um, the worst thing you could possibly order at a bar to watch sports is a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. Because it is the worst cup of coffee you will ever have. Yeah. But there's just one aspect of you that feels like, well, it's 10, 10 o'clock. I should have a cup of coffee. Yes. With my scrambled eggs? Yes. Uh, hash brown? The only place I've observed that is the Twilight Zone for drinking is the airport bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you'll see a guy in a priest's outfit drinking alcohol. You'll see, like, your mom. Yeah, that is... business guys. That is... Yeah. Uh, what's it called? It's uh, the rules of the sea. There's no... Oh, yeah. There are no rules. Yeah. <laughs> so you can marry people and drink anything uh-huh. you want. And if you want to, want to hear more about this, listen to our bad airport etiquette episode. Okay, yes. Please do that. Uh, Richard, your third choice. All right, my third choice is the guy who knows more about sports than you do and won't mm. shut up about it. Oh, okay. So you're sitting there and you're watching the game and you're just having a good time with your friends and you're you know, bullshitting about what's happening. There's always that one guy who has to jump in and be like, yeah, did you, did you, yeah, you see the way Eli Manning? He's a fucking idiot. That guy. He's yeah. usually half half in the tank, if not more. He's somebody, it, it's... It's worse because he thinks he knows more about sports than he really does. It's one thing if he actually knew something about sports. Yeah. But it's the guys who have that, there's that gap between their actual knowledge and their belief in what their knowledge is. That's very interesting. won't shut up about it. I hear it often at work when I hear people starting to talk about like Star Wars or like Game of Thrones or something uh, nerdy. Yeah. And there are people that are talking very loudly. And I have learned over the years to ingest it, but not engage because I don't need to be the guy that's correcting. Exactly. Uh, I don't need to engage with the people that have misquoted something about a particular Jedi yeah. or a Marvel superhero or whatever. They just got it completely wrong. I just like the, chalk it up to the guy's an idiot. And move along. Yeah. What you unfortunately can't do is if you are a woman at a sports bar 
and you are a fan of a particular team, and all of a sudden, the guys come out of the woodwork and start quizzing you on the names of the offensive lineman coach. Oh. And just, you are suffering. Oh, uh, there, is, there is a level of, like, you can deal with a drunken guy. Yeah, you can deal with a drunken guy who, who is a know-it-all. But if you are a woman, you are suffering something. You are suffering a level of misogyny and mansplaining and all this stuff that generally men don't have to deal with. We get it and can process it. It just processes a different way. I know that Emily, big Indianapolis Colts fan, would get just besieged with like people trying to correct her or quiz her to make sure that she to put her in her place. Basically, it's it's an awful experience. Sounds terrible. It sounds like if I was a female at a sports bar, I would be slapping people all the time. It sounds awful. Uh, Garth Hansen had nearly the same choice, except it wasn't a know-it-all. It was a guy who just won't shut up about it in general when his team is doing something good. Every, team, every play his team does well, even if he's the only one in the bar. Eagles advance the ball one yard. Clap, clap, clap. Yay! Every little thing. So is that something you've encountered? Oh, yeah. sure. Okay, yeah, okay. There's, there's also a version of that, which is the come on guy. Which is the guy that just says, "Come on, <laughs> I'm come on guy." Are you come on guy with every every play that goes against your team? Guy. Oh, come on, let come on! Th- let me think here. Let me think. I'm watching the game. I'm trying to get into character here. I'm watching. Okay, thing there. God damn it! Ooh, I'm goddamn it, guy. You're goddamn it, guy. Yeah, God I do like. I, I do get like that from my dad too. Hmm. My dad was also goddamn it oh, guy, and he had the the vein that would get on his forehead that would yeah. bulge out whenever. Fresno State would fuck something up. <laughs> uh, Winfield, wrap it up on your side. My final thing is when sports is happenstantially on at a very nice restaurant on the at the the bar in the restaurant. You go out to a nice dinner and you go get a drink at the bar, and there's just fucking sports everywhere. You're going out near getting a drink afterwards maybe you're just at, at the nice cool local bar and then there's a fucking replay of sports center and everything is sports like there is a weird thing where you're just trying to have a conversation or listen to the jukebox as is our want and all of a sudden there are these flat screen tvs yeah. fucking everywhere and yeah. you can't get away from people trying to watch sports at a bar no matter what hour no matter how nice the restaurant is oh. it could be a fancy french restaurant and there's like a little bar tucked away in the corner that you can go get a drink at before you're seated. Guess what's fucking on? Fucking the baguette channel. Game four of the NBA yeah. semifinals, and you're just like, I'm. I, I can we just? Can you put it on like the XM Sirius Simply Sinatra station <laughs> and just have like that little bouncing XM thing going around? I would rather watch that than have to have more sports. So, like, like, I like watching sports, but when it's always there, just even on the, in the side of your uh, head, you're having a conversation with uh, a date or your wife mm-hmm. or whoever, and you just see it out of the corner of your head, and you can't happen. You instinctually follow the ball. Yeah. I know that when I will go out to a bar with Emily, uh, I will sit not facing it, or I will ask her, which way do you want to face Okay. Do you want to look at sports or do you want it to be facing in my face? Because either, either I'm going to be distracted facing one way or yeah. you're going to be distracted. So you get to choose 
which one of us is like. Yeah. And it is just... Is that a big wings? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> when we're at Hooters when for our anniversary <laughs> date. Okay, Tyler and okay. <laughs> But it's just one of those things that, like, it, somehow it doesn't matter where you go. There's, yeah. It's always there. So and it's just, like, tucked into the corner of, like, the nice restaurant bar. Yeah. And that's, what, that's what's the killer, is that you're eating out, and you're just like, oh, this is great. And it's just like, oh, I see it. That's there. This is, seems to really be counter to the discussion. So it's... It's not necessarily watching... Well, it's because it's not watching sports at a sports bar. It's watching sports at a bar. At a bar. Yeah. But this is just one of those things where it's just... You just don't... You want to be able to... It's all about controlling the environment. And at some point, you almost expect it to be tuned... Turned off. But sports are playing all day long. Everywhere. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's It's strange how ubiquitous it is once you start realizing how ubiquitous it is. Yeah. yeah, like I go to the Wingstop, and they've got ESPN on with Wingstop, you know, the wing place. Yeah. I know you're a big wing fan, Michael. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have ESPN on, but they have it on, like, with no sound. Okay. So it's just like the talking head shows. Yeah. So all it is is just watching two people talking about sports, but oh. you can't hear what they're saying. With a Chiron okay. going on at the bottom, and you're just like... You're trying to guess what they're oh. rambling about. Yeah. Uh, Richard, your final. Okay, so my final one, I'm going to take a very specific, this is my favorite watching sports at a bar moment. And as, as Michael was just talking about, this was not at a sports bar. It was at the bar of the Albuquerque Airport. Back in uh, 2005, I was there uh, visiting Albuquerque with my wife and uh, her sister. And it was the day of the USC versus Notre Dame game. And there was no way in hell I was going to miss that game. So our flight out was like at 3.45 or 4 o'clock or something like that. Mm. So I had them drop me off at the airport like five hours early so I could go to the airport bar and watch the game there because I knew there was no way I could find a bar and then get to the airport. And it was... USC had like a 27-game winning streak. Notre Dame was ranked in the top 10. All this big hype. And it was... It was legitimately one of the greatest college football games that's ever been played. Uh, if you guys listening remember, it's the Bush-Push game. Oh, the one where Notre Dame won? No, obviously not if it was the greatest yeah, football game ever played. No. This is the one where uh, USC uh, converted a fourth and like, what was it, a fourth and eight to keep it the last drive alive and then scored with like... Wow, to go eight feet. That's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. And they scored a touchdown. Um, they, or actually, they didn't. They got That's 12 points, Jeff. <laughs> they got down. You're joking, but I don't even know. Yeah, that Jeff. Yeah, they, <laughs> they got down to where they were in field goal range, and all they needed to do was spike the ball and get the field goal to go. For, that means put a shot of Jack right on top. To go for the tie. But that's this is the game where Leinert faked the spike and then ran in on a quarterback sneak for the touchdown. I was watching that entire game. I, and it started out with just me and one other person. And as this game went on, just people randomly started just filling into this airport bar until it was jam-packed. And everyone knew I was the SC fan there. I had all my shit on. And we get to the end of the game. And my flight is leaving. And my wife and my uh, sister-in-law are like, we have to go. I'm like, there's 30 seconds left. We are not leaving. And for all the world, it looks like it's going to be going into overtime. And I'm like, fuck, I can't watch overtime. 
like they're not going to hold the plane for me. Yeah. And as soon as Liner runs that in, I immediately I run screaming down the uh down the uh uh jetway ch- or the to yeah. the gates. Yeah. With both hands in the air. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. And they actually had held the plane for me for a couple of minutes. Oh my god. Because they knew there was somebody watching the game, and yeah. they got word that that's lovely. Wasn't it nice? Good job, Southwest. But it was just amazing. It was one of those like experiences where it started off as a very actually. I almost had um, watching a game by yourself yeah. as one of the choices, and this was an example of watching a game by myself. And sometimes watching a game by yourself can be a real miserable fucking way to watch a game at a sports bar. And sometimes you wind up meeting people at the sports bar. And mm. hopefully you're not the loud mouth asshole about it. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns into this big, fun, communal experience. Oh, that's nice. But that's like the positive thing about watching a game at a bar. That's lovely. Okay, guys, let's rippity wrap it up. I'm just going to go, since you took me on an emotional story, Richard, I want to go with the Albuquerque story. Uh, <laughs> Nothing says uh, football excitement like the Albuquerque No, airport. this seems like a, maybe it would be a Glenn Campbell song or something from... The 60s that he would win Something an album. The Jimmy Webb would have The Jimmy written. Webb composition. Um, and Michael, since uh, I feel like I was there with you, um, just the 10 a.m. drinking in the, in the, sorry, in the sports, sports bar. bar. Totally down with that. Um, a real fun kind of punchline of the, the guy who wants NASCAR on Sunday uh, when everybody else is watching football. And let's see. Um, I, I think this might be something that other people will respond to. So guy who's knows more and won't shut up about it. So them's the picks. And, uh, I'm the guy who knows nothing and won't shut up about it. My name is Jeff. I'm Richard. Michael. 